0: Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch.
1: And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by Smooth Operators. You know what to do.
0: Love is in the air.
1: I was going to do that same thing. That's <laughs> everywhere, everywhere I look around. <laughs> love is in the air. Every
0: sight and every sound. Indeed it is, Age. Thanks, Mitch. Welcome back to... Drum roll, please. The season four, <laughs> the season four finale, episode 64.
1: 64, and we are talking
0: about love. I was going to say time to be a whore, or maybe not so much time to be a whore. Not really. No, not at all. God, 64 Eps, season four. There's a lot of angel numbers going on here. (sighs) There's good vibes in the studio today. And can I just say, it is thanks to our special guest that we've just had in. She has just left the virtual building. Mm -hmm. Dr. Love. Dr. Love herself. Was phenomenal. And you guys are... Absolutely about to be blown away by this set because it's probably one of our, my favourites to date.
1: I would agree with that. I would say she could very well be the voice of a sexually frustrated generation.
0: She is like... She was almost like a psychic in my mind.
1: (laughs) I know.
0: It was freaky. But no, Dr. Love is a love and relationships coach. So today we are going to deep dive into that whole world that we've kind of put off for 64 episodes because
1: fuck knows we don't know what to talk about. Literally, Today we are talking about love, sex, relationships, cheating, red flags. We unpack our own situations, which had me really sweating. Can I just say
0: we were both bleeding out on the table, me a little bit more like intentional. Intentional bleeding. Mitch just sort of like frozen and unsure how to respond, speechless. Which, which was quite entertaining for me. Rare moment of me speechless. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: <laughs> but no, look, it is our season four finale, so strap in. It's a great app. Um, we're going out with a love bang.
1: Mm. Before we jump into it, though, I just want to quickly mention that. Our competition's also closed.
0: That's right, Mitch. Our competition with Pooftoof has officially closed. That did close on the weekend. And it is time to announce the winner this week. So make sure you are following us at Message on the Machine on our Instagram because that is where we'll be announcing it. So stay tuned, ladies and gents, because you could be that special winner.
1: Mm. You could be brought to Pooftoof with us and take what you've learned today in this episode and find love. See, what a great way to spend your break. What a segue.
0: You could spend your season break with us.
1: It's not actually a season break if you win the competition.
0: That's so true. God, you better hope you bloody entered or you people who didn't. (laughs) Sucks for you. Yeah, well. I think we need to bring Dr. Love in, though, because my heart is pounding. I know. It it is. (laughs) In the right possible way. Let's bring
1: her in. Bring in Dr. Love. Love is in the air. So welcome. Thank you so much for coming today, Dr. Love.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Now, I
0: just want to ask for everyone listening at home, is this your official name? Because it has been on my list. We've been chatting for the last few days and I really wanted to know.
2: Let's say it's it's not an alias name. I like to think of it as my... super ego right yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> yeah we love it my
2: ultra ego name so no it's not my birth name but my mum does call me Dr Love now okay oh, and so to all all of my family so that's what's in their their phone that's would you like as. us
1: to call you Dr Love for the remainder of this episode <laughs>
2: absolutely let's do it <laughs> all right so
1: Dr Love we're going to kick right into it and ask the question that we ask every single guest who walks virtually or in reality into this studio, which is what was the last thing that you Googled?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I go to Google, it was actually, I was looking for a vibrator for my girlfriend. (laughs) So she was like, which one's the best vibrator? So I've just typed in, best vibrator for clitoris stimulation
1: oh, amazing you would think
2: <laughs>
0: as a love and relationships coach you would just know that you should be recommending them every- yes
2: I agree but the one that I want is sold out so <laughs> the one that I love that I wanted for her which has got internal external stimulation he's like sold out and she goes I'm not waiting three weeks and I'm like oh. hang on a minute let me find another one and oh, so there you
1: go you can't wait three weeks to get yourself off no, I
2: think it's ridiculous. It's, oh, so no, we, but we got one express, so she'll have to wait a couple of days. She'll be fine.
0: It's <laughs> external and internal or nothing. That's, that's it. That's, yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: Mitch, what did you Google this week, my love?
1: Um, no pun intended. Oh, there you go. The last thing I Googled was actually Club X, Elizabeth Street. <laughs> God, that's very topical. <laughs> I know, which is weird. I was like, oh God, it's right on brand. I should have been Googling vibrators. Why? The reason for that is because I was telling someone a story about how I had stumbled in there one day when I was really drunk to watch a peep show and it was like just a really eye-opening experience for a... A young gay boy watching a woman just shoot <laughs> things out of her vagina and so wait does that happen in melbourne yeah god what the fuck where yeah, it do happens i everywhere
0: where do i live i thought that
1: was a thailand exclusive <laughs> no, moment u- universal <laughs> okay um yeah no it's everywhere and so i was just trying to locate the specific club x where i went and saw the peep show yeah <laughs> okay. exactly okay um there seems to be not there anymore but well. Can't win them all. No. What about you? What was the last thing you Googled?
0: Okay. Last thing. I, well, it's definitely not in the same category as you two. So I'm feeling oh, a bit vanilla. Snooze. Um, it was
1: how to dispose of a mattress for free. That sounds like it could be in the same vein. Okay. It, it, could, it could be.
2: Yeah. I was thinking the same thing.
1: <laughs> it could be. Well, it could,
0: It's been soiled. No, I'm joking. Um, it's is an old mattress of mine from my rental property that we left in there and the tenant was moving out and I didn't want to go there and dispose of it. Turns out, fun facts for everyone, your council actually will collect a mattress and base one per year per household. Really? Well, my council will. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. yeah,
2: I think all of them do. Mine does as well. I had to get rid of one as well when I moved into the new home. So yeah. that was really handy. That is like,
0: the, that is literally makes me want to pay my council rates every year. You no, know, without batting an <laughs> eyelid just for that one service.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> How many mattresses do you need to uh, have removed? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when
0: you get up to my age, these are the things that get you off. Mm, there you go. Speaking of getting off... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into today's On, on
2: topic again. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, look, it's not a sex episode, I guess. We are branding no, it more as no. a love episode. But yeah. we do obviously have the gorgeous Dr. Love here, who is a... Love and Relationships Coach. Is that the right title, would you say, Dr. Love?
2: Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Why don't you tell
1: us who you are and what you do?
2: Well, I'm exactly that. Um, I guess over the years. Yeah, we're done. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So over the years, I think... um, Uh, after giving so much expert advice and commentary over the media, I just sort of coined the term Australia's leading love and relationship coach or expert. And it sort of just evolved naturally. It was, you know, I did a lot of, um, I've got a background in psychology and I've, I've done a lot of study in psychology and the social sciences and lots around Gottman therapy and sort of working out what relationships are not only to other people but to myself mm-hmm. and i think organically what happened I, I worked in a lot of industries i worked in education i worked a little bit in the forensics se- um, sector i worked in business and then i eventually worked with a sex therapist and when i was in that setting i started to realize that i was just attracting a lot of people that were either not in a relationship that wanted to be in a relationship couples that were struggling mm-hmm. um you know, same sex, um, monogamous, polyamorous, um, whatever relationships were coming and saying, hey, I need some help. And what I noticed is it didn't matter which area I was working in, the main common denominator for everyone's struggles was relationships. Right. So whether it was in business, whether it was family, whether it was the CEO with the CFO, whether it was the team leader with the team, uh, mom and daughter, intimate partners, didn't matter what it was. What I found is that when the relationships were severed or not helped, it impacted people's lives in many ways.
1: So is your relationship coaching or is that not just romantic relationships then?
2: No, no. So I deal with relationships. And I think mm-hmm. people, when you talk about relationships, they straight away think about uh, intimate relationship. Mm. Um, but we have so many other relationships in our lives, right? Maybe you so can help us could... then. I was right. gonna say, what
1: so... about what do you know about failing podcast business owners? <laughs>
2: right so (laughs) co-host relationships working relationships parenting so all types of relationships yeah Mm -hmm. they all they all can go through challenges we can Mm. be at work and like be really good with someone in a couple of months time like they're just pissing you off and you're like hang on a minute I can't deal with anymore and there's like something going on with the communication or you've taken something wrong or something personal and it wasn't intended and Mm. it becomes a story in your head and then you're like I'm out of here yeah. So, you know, there's all of those things that come up when you talk about relationships.
0: Yeah. We definitely found that like when we started working together, because we obviously we're chalk and cheese and it was just like this period of time where we really had to learn how to find our feet in our communication because it was like what I expected and what I was needed was different to him. And yeah.
1: And it was creating yeah. a lot of tension early days, but... Now we never fight at all. No. <laughs>
0: we know exactly yeah. what to do to get the best outcome. So,
2: Yeah, yeah and that that takes some work, right? You've yeah. got to be willing to work through that because you could have easily checked out very early and said, oh, this is too hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally, um, totally. And
2: people do that in intimate relationships quite often. You know, this is too hard. I'm checking out. I'm not doing the work. It's almost mm. like everything's really disposable mm. yeah. um, and I'll just find someone tomorrow so it won't matter.
1: Yeah. How do you find on that like... Obviously, there is a point in a relationship where maybe it is the right thing to do to check out Is it hard to know when that's arrived?
2: Uh, It's not hard. You need to be honest. Mm -hmm. Some of us stay in those relationships a lot longer than we need to because we're not honest with ourselves. We know that we need to check Mm. out. Some of us stay in the relationship. We've already checked out. We're just not. It's almost like our body hasn't followed our heart or our soul yet, you know, or our heads made the decision, but our heart's taking its time. Mm -hmm. So some of us actually grieve the relationship while we're in it.
1: Um, And we
2: all, we all do this very differently. So sometimes we should be checking out, but we're actually not going to check out yet until we're really ready. And a lot of us stay longer than we should.
0: Yeah. I can definitely vouch for that. Like, I feel like there's been moments in my past relationships where I have felt that and it's kind of like, I knew that I needed to walk away, but I didn't. Yeah. And then one day it was just this penny drop moment of like, today's it's time. It's time. Yeah. Like, and I've yeah. said that to a few friends over the years. Like, it's just kind of like when, a, when you'll know it, you'll know. And, you know, you can give advice to your friends. As many times they don't listen and you kind of might be frustrated or whatever, but yeah. at, until they're ready, until they yeah. have that penny drop moment, you can't yeah. do anything about it, you know?
2: Yeah. And even from my perspective, like I'm seeing that this pe- person needs to check out right now. Like mm. this is damaging. But it doesn't matter. I, I can say that it's, it's not up to me to tell them to leave, right? It's up mm. to them. Yeah for any individual in a relationship, the pain of staying needs to far outweigh the pain of leaving. Preach girl. Yeah. So when that ratio changes, so when you're stuck in the relationship and you don't want to leave, you're thinking leaving is going to cause too much pain. So I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. But when that swaps and you're like, (laughs) fuck staying is causing me more pain than leaving. I'm out of there. That's when you start to go, I'm done. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: God, everything yeah. you're saying. I'm just watching Adrian here just giggling away. He's about to cream his jeans.
0: I'm like, can I just say, I was so excited for this episode. One, because <laughs> I've got another coach in the room, but two, that we're talking about love and relationships. Like, this is literally my alley. It's my nightmare. My bre-
1: <laughs>
2: chalk and cheese, chalk and cheese. cheese. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is like, cool. I'm in the room with two coaches. can yeah. like to be
1: grilled. You're going to be psychoanalyzed. Yeah. Speaking of grilling,
2: yeah. should yeah. we
0: just grill away?
1: Yeah. So go for it. We thought that we would present to you our own personal romantic is kind of where we skewed at situations mm-hmm. or common behaviours, but we wrote them for each other. So I guess the first part of this activity will be to see how well we know each other. And then we just wanted to sort of get your opinions on where to go from here, I suppose. Yep.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm going to start with you, Age. Okay. So... Adrian's current situation, for those who have been listening for the last few weeks, they have heard about this ad nauseum. Oh, please. Thanks to you. (laughs) Thanks to you. (laughs) So he's just met someone for the first time in four years and is currently trying to navigate how to let someone back in after being single for so long. I'll say Adrian is extremely... Independence. So, this is something that's quite difficult for him to let go of his free time and share it with someone else besides me. <laughs> what advice would you give to him in this current juncture? Can I just
0: chime in for my own, like maybe just, yeah, add yeah. oh, to yeah. The, true. And then you can add to your own as well okay. because I feel like that's fair. That is true. Yeah. But I will also say, I think it's for me there that was probably initial and like now where I'm at with this person is very much. Learning again, how to receive love. Okay. Because that is, I think that I've done a lot of the work, um, learning how to love myself in the last four years and dodging the toads Mm -hmm. and knowing what I want. But now that I actually do want to commit to this person and take it a bit more serious, it's like been an interesting journey for me to learn how to like receive that love from him and not just from myself.
2: Yeah. So that's actually probably one of the things I was going to say age is that, um, when you haven't been in a relationship for some time we've avoided it for a reason mm-hmm. you know we want to work in ourselves because something maybe broke us a little bit or someone you know really a relationship hurt us and we're like you know what well, i'm never doing that again yeah um i don't want to go through that and uh, we spend some time alone but what happens when we spend some time alone we start to think that's the safest way to do life mm. I'd rather be alone than have someone in there that's going to be able to hurt me again. And so we put these walls up. And I think what you're saying is really important because when the walls go up, we forget what it's like to receive love because we've blocked it out. We're like, no, nah, I don't want it, don't need it. I'm all right on my own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's, it's really, it, it's those baby steps that are going to be really important for you to say, now you're getting into a relationship, this is when you start to self-reflect. And the little things, even though you've had a four-year break, you're still going to get things in this relationship that come up that trigger you, right?
0: Oh, girl, it's fucking... It's so hard. Such a mirror in my face at the moment. I'm like... Wow! Yeah, and you think you've, you've done rem- all this. Yeah, you think you've done all this done work, the work, but then all of a yeah. sudden you're like, "Oh, that's all just crumbled in <laughs> yeah. five minutes." Like, fuck.
2: See, what people get wrong is that I want to be on my own and I want to do the work on my own, which is fine. But you actually can't heal from that relationship on your own fully because it takes somebody else to present themselves for you for your shit to come up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not till they come into your space and you start this interaction, you go shit I'm really insecure I don't trust that person yeah I'm jealous um you know you, I, I you
1: really <laughs> know him better than I thought Jesus, you girl. know
2: I'm checking the Instagram likes or how come they're following that person like it's not until you're with someone that this stuff comes up and then you're like hang on a minute this has got nothing to do with them because mm. they've given me no reason to be jealous or insecure. This is my shit. This 100%. is my stuff And up. you know
0: what? Can I just say that is nail on the head because this person has given me absolutely no reason to ever think that. This person is yeah. amazing. They're doing nothing. They're not shady. They're not They're not presenting yeah. in that way at all. But it, there has been moments. It has gone away. And I will say it was definitely like a small bump in the road, not a big one. Like the trust is definitely there, which is great. But it was. There was a moment where I was like, oh, like, fuck, like... Are they talking to someone else? Or and then, like, you just get in your own yeah. head Yeah.
1: I said something about how I'd seen something that this person posted on his Instagram story and Adrian said, don't watch that. That's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> if that gives you a bit of an idea of where we're currently sitting.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it can send you a bit crazy. So you, Adrian, you need this really. Like at the moment, if you are going to really work on yourself, you will work on yourself when you're in a relationship because that's when your stuff shows up.
0: Yeah. Mm. And I'm open to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So being open, not being attached to the outcome is going to be very important for you.
0: Okay. Mm. Okay. So
2: it's not, it's not the one forever, right? It is, I'm here. I'm curious where this takes me. I want to see, I want to have the experience, right?
0: Yeah. I don't need
2: a ring on it right now. Right?
0: Yeah. 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 I feel you. Okay, so That's let me go with it. Let's
2: go with the journey. No, yeah. and you know yeah.
0: what? It's like, it's great to hear because I think there's been, everything you're saying is exactly how I felt. And there has been moments where I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I need to not be attached to that outcome because if I put all my eggs in this person's basket, the stress that that gives me about being hurt, I would like to think that should this not work out, I still want to know that I'll be okay and it's not going to be another repeat of like heartbreak number, like.
2: Okay, so not being attached to the outcome is very different to not putting all your eggs in the basket, right?
0: Okay. I'm listening. Okay.
2: So putting your, all your (laughs) eggs. So if you want a relationship to work, you put all your eggs in the basket because otherwise then you're one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you need to be fully invested if that's what you want back in return. If you want a relationship, you get fully invested. You put your eggs in that basket.
0: Yeah. Right. I hear you. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode over and repeat, I think. (laughs) I can tell.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. What you don't do is just because you put your eggs in the basket, it doesn't mean it's your forever person.
1: Mm-hmm. Just means you might remove your eggs at a later date.
2: Absolutely, you've got an option to go. This isn't working. I'm going to put my eggs in someone else's basket. I'm going to sit on my eggs myself and incubate a little bit and then work it out later. Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, okay. I'm happy. Thank you. I feel successfully coached. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sweating. <laughs>
0: I hope that's a little bit of a preview into the <laughs> level that we're about to get into. Now,
2: let's do it. Let's do it, Mitch. Yeah. Let's go. Oh
0: my now, God. Mitchie here, my darling girl, has a big heart, a big
1: personality, mm-hmm. lots of love to mm-hmm. give. I will say that my mm-hmm. drought is a lot longer than four years. <laughs>
0: But Mitch is yet to ever have been in a long-term serious relationship. Okay. He has currently always been seeing people on the side, chatting to people, going on dates with people. But at a certain point, it does reach a point where it doesn't eventuate to anything serious. Mm -hmm. He's currently single. Um, What have I written? He's currently single, good at putting himself out there, but he does also fall very easily for people. Typically, they're not always Mm -hmm. the right people for him. Can't seem to really get things to progress more to that next level where it's beyond the first few dates. What do you think this is doing to his self-confidence and what advice would you give him
1: here? Can I interject and say, I thought that was going to be a lot more savage than it was. (laughs) And I think he's pretty much nailed it. Although I would say putting myself out there is not like a constant thing because... Sometimes I just need to go and lick my wounds.
2: So when you say lick your wounds, is it because you've met someone, you think, you know what, this could work and you've done the one or two dates and you think, yep, this this could work. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So
0: Because he falls easily. So it's kind of like the moment that someone who he thinks is good looking and like has a semi-interest in also shows that initial interest back. It's like instantly yeah. like a car crushing on you.
2: Yeah. Okay. So with. Oh, I sound pathetic. Oh, no, you don't. It's so <laughs> common, right? It does happen a lot. But Mitch, do you know what it sounds like to me? And please interrupt me if it's not, doesn't resonate with you. But it sounds like you're actually attached to the idea of being with that person, not necessarily the person. Mm. the idea of what a relationship could be with that person it's like you almost future put a future picture in your head you've been with them once or twice and you've already got this amazing future with this person that you've just met
1: mm-hmm. um yeah dr love that could have legs <laughs> yeah. be honest, it's definitely got right? legs i think that's because that yeah. links back to the
0: part that i said about you having a big heart i think mitch's At the end of the day, like any normal person, we all want love and we all want to be in that like committed relationship and Mitch has a lot of love to give. And I think that that is, especially at this point, because you probably haven't been in a very serious long-term relationship. Mm. There's a part of you that wants one because you want to know what it feels like to be in one which is a very normal human instinct.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like a bit of a rebound because there was very many years where I was not interested in that at all when I probably had the chance to have it. Yeah. And so now maybe karma is paying me back in some kind of cosmic way. No, there's something
2: going on with you, Mitch. So um, can I ask how old you are right now?
1: 25.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. So have you, uh, do you feel like you've been a bit of a people pleaser through your life? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes when you fall into the category of a people pleaser, you like your personality just becomes connected to people really quickly because you want to be able to please them. You're like, I can make you happy. If you're with me, this could be great. Mm -hmm. And saying no to somebody or rejecting somebody, you would feel really bad for them. Like Mm -hmm. if you had a choice, like just because someone shows interest in you doesn't mean you have to be interested back.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay.
2: You know, you're not obliged to like them.
1: I get that. I feel like I have, I don't really have as much of an issue rejecting people Mm -hmm. as I do. Are you worried about
2: being rejected? More so. Yeah. 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 So what happens, and if you're worried about being rejected, you won't want to put yourself in a position where that might happen. Mm-hmm. Right, so you go for people probably that are a bit more safer, but not someone that you probably would really like. That means you're going to be compromising with a person that you meet.
0: Someone who's usually shown that little bit of two cents of interest in you because it's like, well, there's less chance of being rejected there because they're probably shown. Yeah. It. So yeah. you know,
2: I'll go there. I'll give him a bit of a go, but it's almost like you get into the friend zone. Like I'm really scared that what happens if I become attached, and then you know, in a couple of months' time, he doesn't want me. Mm yep (laughs) (laughs) we're both sitting here like wow (laughs) i'm definitely hearing what you're saying (laughs) i'll give you like like word of advice everybody gets hurt in relationships you're not gonna avoid it yeah okay put that on a t-shirt relationships are painful they will they are you get hurt you get upset you you are gutted sometimes And I would be lying to you to say, you know, even the happily ever after relationships, you get hurt in them, but you work through the hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're going, if you're not going into a relationship because you're scared of getting hurt, you will never be in a relationship because you'll be hurt in every relationship. It could be something they say, something they do that made you upset, something they didn't mean to do, something unintentional. You're still going to get hurt. So you've got to put yourself in a position to actually be vulnerable enough to maybe get hurt. Doesn't mean you will and it doesn't mean it's they're gonna walk away. That's stuff that you actually can work through.
1: Mm. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know. Yep. How to respond. Yep. <laughs> I'm like You just
2: gotta stop running.
1: Yeah, okay. You gotta stop running. I'm a terrible runner, so
2: get, yeah, yeah. You gotta get in it for the experience. And dating's a numbers game, right? So if you're just like age, he's like he's learning about himself being in a relationship now because it's showing up. You can't do that unless you are meeting people. Mm-hmm. You can't do that unless you're having an interactive. We are relative beings. We don't know who we are unless it's relative to someone that we're near.
1: Okay, so I need to start lining some dates up. Fuck yeah. Let's, Absolutely. Let's Go for it. Get you in some speed dating rinks. Whoever's listening, <laughs> slide into our DMs and start playing the numbers game. I'm just gonna yeah. go home to my new man and just start
0: <laughs> word vomiting everything onto him. And be like, so
1: we're gonna yeah. be working but through this. Remember,
2: together. we're not we're not attached to the outcome, right?
1: No, nope. no, definitely not, boss.
2: We're going in it. We're curious. We're having experiences. We're like, let's just see where this goes. Like, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have fun with life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like, not so serious. Gosh.
1: I'm actually exhausted <laughs> <Mitch>. <laughs> from that little session. Welcome to the coaching oh, room. had a bit of time on the couch, as we like to say. Yeah, well, Yeah. <laughs> put that couch out on the street for the council to pick up. <laughs> it smells lovely in the studio today, Mitchell. Doesn't it? And the reason for that is thanks to this week's sponsor. So wait, it's you that smells so lovely? <laughs> Indeed it is. This week we are... Proudly sponsored by a gorgeous new cosmetic
0: product, unlike anything I've seen before. Of course, we are naturally talking about Sophie Cosmetica and their perfume pens that are recent to the fragrance market.
1: Absolutely. So, this is hot off the press, and we are kind of obsessed with them. First of all, because they're kind of our colours. Oh, on brand for message on the machine. Yeah, so, it ticks for Sophie. It a match made in heaven. Absolutely. So Sophie Perfume Pens are basically just like a pen thing that has a fragrance in it. <laughs> I love pen things with fragrances in them. <laughs> They're the ideal, you know, on-the-go product. Carry your fragrance around all day. No spillage or leakage. Just whip it out of your bag, cap off, rub your wrist, and you're ready for the day. That's right. So they've got four unique fragrances to choose
0: from. I personally have gravitated towards the Orange Yuzu. I think it's, um, you
1: know... Quite reflective of my personality. (laughs) Well, I was going to say the same thing about zesty citrus because I'm just, you know, so spicy and fun. I was going to say because you're a bit of bitch. (laughs) That too.
0: Best part is that they're made from beeswax. So it creates this nice gentle balm that kind of just glides on your skin. So it's like a nice easy application under that kind of sticky perfume fragrance. Mm. So if you'd like to check out Sophie and her gorgeous fragrance pen, Mm. please head to sophiecosmetica.com or at sophie.cosmetica
1: on their IG. Mm, Smell beautiful for the rest of your life. (sighs) Love it. So
0: I guess I, one of the things that for me, that I kind of wanted to talk about is this, you know, being, considering we are both single Mm -hmm. and it is kind of, you know, maybe not as much now for me, but you know, it's kind of been our... yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shut up. It's been our claim to fame, I guess. It's like, we're very much good at being single, like, you know, good at doing our own thing. When we talk about being single, Dr. Love, what is this like kind of stigma society tends to put on single people and like where did it come from do you think and like you know how is it possible for someone to navigate after a breakup
2: well I think you know what I think now the dialogue around being single single is starting to shift Mm -hmm. and you will start to see a lot of this on Instagram and on social media about how important it is to Um, you know, embrace your singledom and how healthy it is. Um, So a lot of this came from, you know, probably my parents' generation that, you know, you were no one unless you were in a relationship. You know, Mm. I come from a European background and if you weren't married by 20 and didn't have kids by 21, there was something wrong with you. Right. And I still get it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I still get it with some of my clients that are struggling with like, um, their heritage and their families, you know, they're young women and young men coming through. And they're like, you know, my parents think there's something wrong with me. I'm a deficit. Like I'm 25 and I haven't got a partner. I'm not getting married and I don't have kids and, but I want to travel and have fun. And they think there's something going on. Maybe they think that their mechanics aren't working. Like some guy Mm -hmm. walked in here last week and his dad's like, doesn't it work or something? Like, what's going on with you? Oh, God. They, they question their manhood and their womanhood and don't you want to have babies because that's what we we're born to do. Yeah. But I think I think that we're actually navigating our way away our, way, our um, ourselves away from that conversation and that dialogue, and we're really starting to respect, you know, self love, being single, you know, owning it. It's mm-hmm. okay to to be a bit single uh, for a little while. It's okay to be single forever if you want. Yeah. And we're becoming aware of how important that is because also what the media has done has also highlighted the. Um, impact of toxic relationships and relationships that aren't good for us mm. and why it's better to be single than to be in those relationships just to say you're in a relationship yeah absolutely. um so it is definitely starting to change um and it's you know, thanks to social media, the education is there and we're using it for something good sometimes. (laughs) I I think, yeah, I think we're getting to a stage where we're going to respect whether we want to be single in a relationship and it's, you know, our children that will be able to go, you know what, we've got choices. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We don't have to be in a relationship to be somebody. We're somebody, we're enough on our own. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, love that. Hear that, girls? (laughs) The time to be single girls is now. Girls and boys. Yes. We call everyone girls.
0: <laughs> Everyone's girls <laughs> on this show. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> girls, boys and
0: theys, whoever
1: you are. Yeah. My question yeah. to
0: that is, you know, what would advice just like, what's the kind of the first couple of things that you, a piece of advice you give to someone who's just recently out of a long-term relationship who is now single? Because I feel like that is this the fear that most people have, right? And it's sometimes why people stay is like the fear of being alone is so daunting yeah how what, yeah. what's the first couple of things that like you know people should really be doing when they've recently just come out of a relationship
2: well it, it, it's it's hard okay coming out of a relationship I think what you really need to remember is why you're out of the relationship mm. okay mm. so people get out of a relationship and they're thinking oh I'm going to be alone or what's next or who can I find to replace the person that I'm not with anymore but you've got to be honest with yourself and go, you're out of the relationship because remember it was awful, remember I was upset, rem- you know, all the bad stuff. Because what tends to happen, you come out of these relationships and you remember all the good stuff, mm-hmm. even though the good stuff might have been only 20% of the relationship yeah. and 80% of the time you were upset, you're just remembering the 20%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so you're like, you know what, I'm going to miss that. And then you forget the 80%. So you move into being single going, oh, I really miss that type, that relationship. You don't miss the relationship. You just miss the little bits of the good 20%. Yeah. So as you move into this single life, it's really a time to heal. It's really to just like a physical injury, you know, when you get hurt and you fall over, you're swollen, you know, you put a Band-Aid on it, you give it time to heal. That's the same as your physical, emotional, mental self. It's like when you're bruised up and you've been hurt, you need to check out a bit and just let the swelling go down and let the wound heal a little bit. And then you can go for a run, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you
2: can't jump straight into it. If if you've got an open wound on your knee and you get back into sport, you are going to infect it. You are going to make it worse. And that's the same as emotional, mental um, pain and, you know, injury. Mm. you go into the next relationship with an open wound you're gonna it's gonna infect it right it gets worse
1: that's a big fat fucking no as far as i'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) can i say dr love you're unbelievable with a metaphor Oh, it's turning me on. (laughs) Open wounds and eggs in baskets. I love a good metaphor. (laughs) I can't wait to hear what's coming next. It's such a, it's
0: a great way. It's a really good way to get people to get context and it's working. Yeah, you
2: you just get it. You just get it. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. there we go.
1: (laughs) Speaking of wounds, Mm. um, I think probably one of the biggest causes of those wounds is cheating in a relationship. Mm. Can we talk about that for a little bit? I guess I just want to know if you've seen any trends or like if you just have any thoughts on like why that cheating happens and like how how to deal with it afterwards.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, cheating is probably one of probably one of the most reasons why people sort of come to therapy. Yeah. yeah right. Um, And it's normally after the cheating. So even though a lot of the signs and a lot of the stuff was happening prior, they were unhappy or uh, there was some issues going on in the relationship, they really waited until, you know, the be all or end all happened, the cheating happened or the infidelity. Um, And this is on the cheater as well as the person that was cheated on.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm,
2: mm. Right? So this is not just uh, the person that was cheated on coming to say, help me. This is the cheater saying, fuck, like, I'm actually got a wandering eye here. Yeah. Like what's going on like owning that in the relationship and and saying I don't know what's going on but I've got a wondering eye. I'm sort of heading that way. I'm questioning my current relationship before you go and cheat.
0: Yeah. Mm. I know. Yeah? I think that's
2: So, I mean they they cheat for many reasons. It could be, you know, their own insecurities, insecurities ego, uh confidence issues, um People cheat because it's um, some people that have a sexual um, addiction and mm. having one partner is not enough. Some people should never be in monogamous relationships and should always be in a poly relationship because they can't stay faithful. I know they want to, they think they should, but they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and working that out about themselves and being, that's okay. But don't bring someone else into the mix. If you can't stay in a monogamous relationship, don't pretend you can.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough with that, I guess, because, you know, so much of society is telling us, I guess, in the same way that we're being told not to be single is to be in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. It's quite refreshing to then hear you say some people should, just shouldn't do that and some people should be yeah. poly. yeah. Is that yeah. something you're seeing more and more of?
2: Um, I've always seen it for a long time. It's just mm-hmm. never been spoken about.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, we've got a big community. I mean, obviously, I'm in Adelaide at the moment and there's a quite a large poly community. Mm, um, oh, Adelaide. Sort of hit Yeah, go Adelaide, hey. <laughs> We're just like in the closet, yeah. <laughs> like, all these country, all these country bumpkins. Yeah. Right? Oh, city um, of churches.
1: Don't mind if I do. Absolutely,
2: yeah. <laughs> Lots of sinners over here. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so I know that, some people just shouldn't be in relationships. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be monog. They should be in an open relationship. They should own it, um, because what they do is that they, when they're avoiding the fact that they can't stay faithful, they're just hurting everyone around them.
0: Yeah, it's funny right? how hearing it you describe things from the cheater's side, I guess, like, obviously, we know that there's obviously some deeper issues going on for someone to do that. And, you know, put themselves in a situation where they're obviously, you know, going to hurt their partner and and be unfaithful. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like there's a tone there of like, we need to almost sympathize with the cheater and get in their shoes a little bit to understand. Like and I think that typically from, you know, my knowledge, it's like the moment someone cheats, it's like they're just a cheating dog and we hate them. Absolutely. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like right. they're just the biggest pig to ever work on this planet. And you know what? Yeah, how I, dare they? And I'm yeah. I'm very I would say I'm a very loyal and faithful person. Like when I'm in a yeah. relationship, I don't have eyes for anyone else. That's just the way yeah. I am. And I don't yeah. I c don't think I could ever be in a poly relationship. Like that's not me. Like yeah. so for me it's quite it's definitely a side of Relationships that one, freaks me the fuck out, that someone yeah. would cheat on me because I know that I wouldn't to them. And two, yeah. it's something that I just can't – I struggle to sympathise with a little bit.
2: Well, I, I don't know, AJ, if you have to sympathise with it. I think it's more like if you're very clear in your relationship about what your intention is and you both have the same values and the same respect for the relationship – then you don't need to worry. Mm. But some people go in relationships without having that conversation. And I was just saying to a client today, things are so different right now that when you're actually in a relationship, you actually have to say to the person that some people don't like to share Mm. their partners they don't want to know that they've slept with somebody today and then sleeping with me tomorrow yeah right they want to know that it's just exclusive but you have to start having those conversations you need to say okay so now the relationship has moved to physical and we're having sex um i don't share i don't do that if you want to have sex with other people that is totally fine but you won't be having sex with me
1: mm-hmm. mm
2: Right. And so sometimes you you need to have that conversation so they know where you're at. Like I've, I've set it up, you know, from the get go that this is exclusive.
0: Yeah. Good point.
2: So if you're having those conversations straight up, there's no confusion Yeah, because (laughs) someone will always turn around and say, oh, but I told you so. So if they say, you know what, I don't do relationships. I don't do commitment. Uh, I I don't stay faithful, I do poly relationships, but it feels like a relationship or it feels like you're the only one in their life, they will always turn around and say, but I told you so.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Doesn't matter
2: what their behaviour is. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally, totally. The only person I'm willing to share is sitting right next to me and (laughs) I don't wish to have sex with that person, so...
2: Yeah, You yeah. can get
1: quite possessive of me though so. But
0: if anyone fucking hurts him I'll <laughs> have to deal with me
2: But you know, talk talking about like the cheater He or she, whoever's cheating It is quite traumatic for them too After the fact So they do experience a trauma after Just like the, the, the partner that's been cheated on If they're remorseful mm. Because they're like I can't believe I did it um, I can't make it. do enough to make it up. They're hurt for their hurt partner. Yeah. So they carry some trauma as well for what they did. They can't forgive themselves. They beat themselves up forever. They might lose the love of their life because they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trauma around the cheater as well.
1: Yeah. It's... Adrian's like, nah, they're still a dog. <laughs> nah. <like I laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Look, it doesn't mean you have to accept them back. No. But that's just from their perspective. Totally. You know? I
0: agree. I agree. There is definitely. And, you know, I think it's always, like we've said a million times on this show, Everything is about intention. I think, like, yeah. and a mistake. People do make mistakes. That is the reality of life. Like yeah. real human beings. And it's
2: up to the individual. I know that so many people have come. Ca- like the first, I remember growing up and um, listening to women and and girls speak, and they would say cheating is the be all and end all. Once they do that, I'm done. Mm. And when I have clients now coming as adults, they all they say to me, I always thought the cheating would be the end of us and i would never take him or her back, but they do work through it. Mm. So a lot of people choose to work through it, not saying that it will work, not saying that they always get through it, but a lot of them choose to stay and work out why and if they can work through it. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. I figure, I feel like that would really depend on both of the parties and where they're at though. Right. Like if you've got two parties who want the outcome, I'm sure you'll get there. If you don't like, it's, it's like yeah, pulling it's teeth, not, yeah.
1: It's like, it's, yeah. like a, it's like what you said before about knowing when to check out, I guess, and when to keep fighting for it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Everyone's if you've different. got
2: somebody that's cheated, no empathy, doesn't think that he or she's done anything wrong, can't understand why you're so upset, you know, is gaslighting Hang you. on
1: to them for sure. Yeah,
2: and turning around <laughs> and saying, right, turning around and saying, aren't you over it yet? Two weeks later, like that was two weeks ago,
1: right? Yeah, it's like, no,
2: nah, check, you're, you're checking out right now. Mm-hmm. We were on a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no, we weren't. Yeah. No, we fucking weren't. <laughs> um, okay. So we kind of just went and touched on it a little bit there, something that kind of happens a lot in our world in same-sex relationships, which I really wanted to talk to you about. I don't know how much of it you've seen in your line of work, but the monogamous narrative it kind of gets dropped a lot in, um, same-sex relationships, mm-hmm. dropped meaning like, as in what not spoken b- about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, it's like, obviously I just expressed how I feel about it quite strongly, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, I think that that's, um, definitely something that we as a community of sort of like discussing more and more, it's like, can we be in an open relationship? Cause it's just going to work better for us. Like two boys, two testosterone filled men, like mm. they're just they will love you, but they also want to fuck someone on Saturday night on the dance floor. Like, is that okay? Hashtag discuss.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hashtag age doesn't approve.
1: Yeah, <laughs> trend bar.
2: <laughs> but you know, I, I can't turn around and say to you, "Is it okay?" Because it will depend on the two people in the relationship. Yeah, of right? course. Right. So, what I talk about in any relationship doesn't matter. Same sex opposite sex, whatever. At the end of the day, I talk about something that's called a couple bubble. And in that couple bubble, you've got this like, think of like a snow dome. You have the two people, the couple in the dome, right? Everything that, that needs to come first. So you discuss what your rules are. You discuss what your limitations are. You discuss what should and shouldn't happen, how far you will go. And then any third party comes second, Mm -hmm. parents, family, kids dog everything else is second always comes back to the couple bubble so if you guys have agreed we are exclusive uh we're okay to have sex with people one night stands no emotional connection no phone numbers no texting no emotional jargon it's just physical physically have sex and you got you agreed with that that's okay mm-hmm, as long yeah. as you both agree with that yeah and you're, you're very clear about that
1: I guess my question then more broadly on that would be, I feel like anecdotally, gays say that it is harder to date and be in relationships than for straight people. And yes. I, think, I think so much of that, like you can see how many more of like in our circle our gay friends are single or are in like a non-traditional relationship and trying to work it out. And maybe that's because, you know, we don't really have as many role models of what a normal relationship yeah. looks like. But I was just wanting to ask you as more of the expert is that something that you see like we're all just scrambling to keep (laughs) up and trying to get it all together
2: yeah i I do i do see a turner, a quicker turnaround of partners Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. little sluts Mm,
2: like so the (laughs) long term i I feel like well i don't know know about that but
0: we think with um, our dick sometimes yes
2: Yeah, yeah yeah right so you guys do have a lot of testosterone you like to be out there and doing your thing which is fine and you're right Thank there me. there isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of role models no. um you you guys have had to you guys have had a lot of challenges around is it okay to be in a long-term relationship what does that even look like you're both coming to the relationship with probably some baggage around who you are, your sexuality coming out, how was accepted, Mm. are you good enough? Mm. Um, So you're carrying this extra baggage and and sort of burden that the other, you know, people that are in that like the opposite sex don't really carry because it's been okayed by everyone else, right? It was you guys have had to work through all of the layers, right? (laughs)
1: Mm. Yeah. Um,
2: So but not to say that you can't have those beautiful relationships. Mm. You guys need to, you just got to really accept who you are, what you are what you are, why you are the way you are, and somebody will come Somebody yeah. would come, I have women that are, are looking for men that say the same thing. Why can't we keep a relationship? Mm-hmm. Why do I churn them out like I'm a factory? Why can't <laughs> I <do? laughs> It's like in next, in next, like on the conveyor belt. There in you go with those metaphors yeah. again. Why am I
0: a relationship factory? <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Okay, I've got two things I want to say to that. I think the first point is like, yes, my initial thoughts on the um, monogamy is probably like, you know, I, I don't think I would be very good at sharing or being open yep. in an open relationship. Yep. However, I also haven't been in a relationship long enough, like what I would consider a long, long term relationship, like maybe five plus years, where I am so secure with that person where. Maybe that is something that we discuss and explore because we think that it would help our relationship rather than hinder it. Like I haven't actually ever been there before. So I'm still going to be open to like, I never Mm -hmm. say never. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to put my foot down on anything. No, keep yourself open. I'm keeping myself open to just like being that that might be one day. I've never been in a situation where I felt that I needed that in a relationship to help the relationship flourish. So therefore- I can't actually sit here and say that I would never do it. But my initial thoughts right now are no. Is no, right.
2: So I have seen, so this can really damage a relationship when you start to invite other people in, Mm -hmm. if it's not done properly from the right intention. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We see it in heterosexual relationships. We see it in same-sex relationships that this can come up to haunt the relationship at a later date. Yeah, okay. Okay, so if you have any type of a bit of low self-esteem or you're not sure about it or, you know, some people that might have a bit of performance anxiety and are worried about performing and then their partners with someone else and has a really great time, they're going to be thinking, shit, I'm not as good. I'm going to start comparing. Mm. Uh, You showed more attention to that person. I'm not sure. And it it can definitely haunt the relationship.
1: Mm. So
2: you've got to be at a particular stage in your relationship where you know, 100% you're in love with the person and almost like soul level love that it wouldn't matter.
0: Yeah. Yes. That one time I had a threesome and he kissed the other boy
2: <laughs> a bit longer
0: than he was kissing me. That was definitely not soul level love. And I was jealous. No. So you're just
2: like, oh, when I like, I was
0: like, excuse fuck, me, out here. I'm still here. <laughs> Hello. I'm the main attraction. Why the fuck are you two kissing? I feel like
1: I could do open.
0: Oh. Uh, yep. Maybe,
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, because you're scared of rejection, open relationships, you don't get rejected.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Come home and be like, how'd you go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Tap- yeah, fine.
0: <laughs> Tap him on the bum. And you've
2: always bum. got another option in an open relationship, <laughs> <Exactly>. right?
1: <laughs> don't get too close. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I think the last part, though, about the same-sex thing was just more that, you know, there is now that narrative, though, that's almost like we're being told as gay males that it's not possible to stay in a that relationship because your testosterone and your sex drive will always get the better no, of rubbish. you. Oh, that's rubbish. And I think that that's... Just have more
2: sex with each other.
0: Yeah, like I think it's kind of bullshit, to be honest. Like, But I Absolutely. think that that's kind of a fear of like, oh, but we've got to allow ourselves no. to be with other people because otherwise we're actually going to hurt our relationship because it's not... No. The gay relationship can't survive without... Other no, sex I with call other. bullshit. Yeah, I, I no. Doctor's orders, just no. have more sex with each other. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Peasy.
2: Get creative, have some fun. Yes, do that.
0: Grab the... The dildo with the clitoris
1: stimulation. <laughs> yeah, Internal and external do pressure.
2: The guys the guys love it on their nipples because it's like a little, like it's like a licky. Oh. It's really cool. Oh,
1: to get one of those, you might have to send us that link. <laughs> we'll pop it on our story.
0: Another thing that has come up, I guess, for me, just circling back to my personal life as oh, I love wait, to do. So let's
1: talk about you. <laughs> Some
0: more. Uh, no, well. Is love enough? Is love really enough to build a foundation for a successful relationship? Now, I'm asking that in a leading loaded way because I obviously have (laughs) Mm -hmm. my opinion, which I don't think it is. And I've been in a relationship before where I didn't have all the other things that I needed and... I did love that person and I still led me to walk away.
2: Yep, of course, because love is essential, Mm. right? He came back, but it's not what, it's not, it's (laughs) not what the, (laughs) it's not what will make the relationship successful. Yeah. If you think, if you think of your circle of friends or you think about people that you know that are in very toxic relationships, they will always say, but I love her, but I love him, Mm. right? Mm. But love's not making the relationship work. There's no trust there's no mutual respect. There's no communication. There's no, you know, there's no shared value system. Yeah. There's so many other things that you need to have a successful relationship that love is just one of them. Mm. And then obviously if you don't, if you have trust, respect, communication's great. And without the love, then you're just best mates, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. So love is essential to an intimate relationship, but you need the other stuff. You have to, if it's going to be successful.
0: Yeah, so true. It's like when you think about how you would, like, describe your best friends, it's all that other stuff. It's just not romantic love. Yeah.
2: So when when you're in a romantic love, when you've got an intimate partner, that's what it is. It's intimate. It's your best – you should be best friends sleeping with each other. That's hot. Yeah. It's so hot, right? It's so hot. Sounds fun. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah.
2: It is fun. It should be fun.
0: Yeah, totally. How do you think, like – I mean, I know there's no real recipe, but – You know there is that fairy tale story that is out there about those relationships you know we met in high school and we're still together and we're married like I've got a friend who she's been with her partner since she was 13 recently just been married they're now in their 30s can definitely can say like you know they've obviously had their ups and downs like any relationship but is there is there a recipe to like a long-term healthy successful relationship low standards
2: (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's high, It's quite the opposite. It's high standards yeah. and making sure that you're both on the same frequency, right? Mm-hmm. There's no point going with somebody. If you're up here, you know, frequency vibrating up here and you're like, you know, want respect, mutual respect, totally, um, want trust, uh, want to communicate well, want to talk about what you want, want to talk about what you do in the bedroom, want to talk about your history, your future, want to have shared goals, and you're with someone that doesn't, it's not gonna work. Mm. Uh-huh. So what happens for those people that have a long-term relationship is that they're committed to the couple bubble. Although they're still like sometimes the snow doesn't fall in the in the globe, right? When you shake it you've got to shake it a bit more. Right? So that's you. what happens. <laughs> right. So that's what happens. So those people that are in long-term relationships, it's not always rosy. Sometimes they want to check out. They go through ebbs and flows. Sometimes they're doing great. Sometimes they're shit. Like they want to check out and they're like, no, the commitment to the relationship is stronger. And the pain of leaving far outweighs the pain of staying through this. Uh-huh. Mm. And they just work through it and they get better at it. But they both have to be committed to the relationship. You can't have one person doing it for the both of them.
0: It mm. doesn't work. Mm. Great.
1: Pop that in a fucking t-shirt. I know, God, you've
2: given me a lot to think about. Um,
1: so I guess we're kind of drawing, sort of, to the tail end of this episode, which I'm a bit sad about because I feel like I've got a lot more to learn from you, my new shaman.
2: Oh.
1: Um. Yeah. However,
0: we'll just be calling you on the
1: weekend.
2: I'll, I'll now. just, I'll just flick my hand. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Doctor Love, so he said this to me. Yeah. Um, what does Help. that mean? <laughs>
1: I do just want to ask you, though, you know, when I do one day put myself out there and do all the right things <laughs> and I end up in this relationship and then maybe mm-hmm. it's not going that well, red flags, how do we spot them? What do we do about them? Pre-relationship, during, talk me through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the signs? It's a term thrown around a lot, isn't it? Mm.
2: I think it's thrown out around too much because it's almost people who like go out, Dating looking for red flags. Yeah. And no one actually looks for green flags. I'm but, like, everyone's like on the hunt for red flags. I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, when you buy a new pair of shoes, because you've got them, you notice everyone else has bought them.
1: Yeah. That's yeah.
2: what happens at dating. When you look, when you're talking about red flags, you go out looking for the red flags and totally ignore all the good stuff. So you're just noticing, you're like, how's this guy going to fuck me up? Oh, what's going to happen mm. is, Oh, he looks like a cheater. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, you're trying to overanalyze some of the things that probably aren't there. But red flags are little things like, you know, it may be a gut instinct where you feel a little bit uneasy but you're not sure, okay? So your conscious is like telling you something, it's niggling at you that something isn't right. Sometimes you've got to listen to that, but that also could be part of history. It could be like you're just triggered because of what you've been through mm-hmm. and you think it's a red flag, and so that looks similar or I remember feeling like that when I was with my ex. So that's definitely a red flag. And so you've just thrown them out the water, you know, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater without even giving it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so red flags, if you feel guilty in a conversation when you meet someone, right, they make you feel like, you know, what you're saying is not okay or you've made them upset. If you feel um, uncomfortable about sharing something about yourself, if you feel ashamed about bringing up something, like you feel like an idiot for having a conversation, they've almost, you know, um, silently gaslighted you. Uh, When I say that, it's like you said something, but you feel like this uneasiness in your stomach going, oh, God, I wish I never said that. They're not open to it. Mm -hmm. All of those little things are red flags because it's going to say, okay, in your first or second date, if you're already feeling ashamed, you've got this uneasy feeling, a lot of that is already the first signs of unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. you know toxic behavior gaslighting manipulating you to feel guilty or scared or, or worried making you feel isolated all of those things mm-hmm. the other things are, are the standard things look for the body language is he closed off is she closed off is she not giving you eye contact um is he not giving you eye contact uh, do they not bring their wallet do they have no money to shout you a drink or buy you <sighs> dinner um, all of a sudden Standard. they've come and they're like, oops, sorry, right? You're like, ooh. Do they still um, sleep it, in
0: their mum's bed?
2: <laughs> you yeah, know? right. Are they still at home <laughs> um, and, yeah, totally, mum's still wiping their ass. Is, yes. Is Adrian saying,
1: <laughs> oh, he wore baggy jeans, red flag? Do you think that's appropriate?
2: Uh, <laughs> he may He may need the room down there, Adrian. You can't judge. Well, that's
1: true You could be your lucky day
0: Circle back to whatever episode that was It was like in the first 10 episodes we ever did <laughs> he, could,
2: he could be really well hung And like you exactly know Those right. jeans aren't like fitting Unless
0: those Unless he's that well hung That that dick was on the floor Those hems
1: were just <laughs> Strapped to his thigh He
0: had He walked into a date It had been raining And his, the hems of his jeans Were so like frayed And like tucked under his shoe That they were all ripped yeah. at the back yeah. And wet and soggy And I yeah, was sitting across yeah. from him And was like i'm not on a date with someone with soggy fucking hems i'm sorry i'm out
2: yeah that's cool that that that's that's it you've checked out that's fine I think- If that is where your boundary <laughs> is you're like fuck that i'm not hanging out with you like that's not what i do see to,
1: to me adrian saying that is a massive red flag
2: <laughs> why because he doesn't like guys with soggy pants because he's a
1: judgmental cunt no because he knows he's oh, standard
2: no, every, everyone's got like their thing like some guys won't won't date guys in stubbies and thongs. Some guys won't date guys with tattoos. Like everyone has like a thing. Like it doesn't matter.
0: Uh,
1: um, You won't date someone who's nice to you. You'll go for the dickhead instead. (laughs) No one who's emotionally available. Red flag. Yeah, red flag.
2: (laughs) Yeah, red flag. Oh, no, he wants me. Fuck, I'm out of there. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs)
1: right. I'm for the (laughs) heels.
2: Well,
0: Dr. Love, this has been so, so good. I feel like I could honestly just keep you – on all night. I know. I just want to put you no. in my pocket. I can't because... Ooh, many, many men say that. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been so amazing. Can you just give us a little bit of a snapshot of are you working on anything exciting at the moment or, you know, what's next for you? What do you... Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, now COVID's done, we're definitely going to be doing, um, going back, we're going to be doing some workshops and seminars over the next, you know, six to 12 months. So I'll definitely be Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, probably Perth, Queensland. And then I'm working on a book at the moment. So that's, look out for that. Um, That will be coming out soon. Um, apart from that yeah just busy lots of you know radio whatever I'm what's throwing my way lots of editorials and expert advice so yeah great that's what we're giving, doing
0: giving the love advice to two young gays yeah <laughs>
1: lost in the on their way <laughs> in the wilderness yeah uh,
2: you guys are gonna go out and have fun and have lots of experiences and you're gonna just be open to what comes your way
1: I feel ready to
0: do that now. Fuck yeah!
2: Yeah, see,
0: let's do it. I'm gonna go call my man after this, <laughs> and I'm gonna go find one and not tell him I love him. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him I love him because it's too soon. But I'm in a time that I really like him.
2: <laughs> good. Good. Brody. Use your good communication. Excellent. <laughs>
0: Um, and where can we find you, Dr. Love, if anyone is looking for you?
2: Uh, Instagram. So yep. dr.lurve. It's
0: Dr. Love. Um, or
2: Dr. Love. Yeah. Um, and then uh, obviously a website. So yeah. drlove.com.
1: Amazing
0: we love that well thank you for being our special guest for our season finale it's definitely been a banger amp. banger and i think our audience is going to yeah. be look they're very used to us sitting here talking absolute dribble about our failed relationship so they're going to be like wow we've actually been given some advice on how to <laughs> succeed in one so i think they're going to be quite- I'm glad
2: to be of assistance like and look they can you know often i'll do some stories on instagram where i'm saying hey what do you need to know shout you know send me a dm and i'll try and work through them all as much as i can and answer back so if they've got questions a burning desire to know something just shoot me an email uh, a dm and then i'll try and get back to you love kind of that
1: free therapy yeah, up yeah to love.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for having me no worries thank you so much bye bye indeed and goodbye to all of you for another season goodbye to season four i know just
0: like that you little whore i'm on the floor so is my jaw because it's the end Of season four.
1: Indeed it is.
0: No, look, on that note, guys, um, just a really quick big shout out to all of you our loyal listeners we love you so much and it's been a really great season it's been an amazing Mm. season to do out of lockdown back fresh year blah 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 but obviously we are nothing without you guys so thank you so much.
1: Thank you to everyone who's been listening from season one and to the quite a few of you who have joined us recently.
0: Yeah the newbies if you're listening now now is a perfect time to go back and do the other seasons but um, if this is the first time at all you're ever listening to us then head to at message on the machine on Instagram because that is where you can keep up to date with us during this little break and also scroll back through and look at the great content and you know see which other apps we've done etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: totally also obviously while you're on the platform that you're listening to us on right now make sure that you hit follow subscribe so that you know when we're back in the hot seats that's right delivering more content and also leave us a rating and a review if you can,
0: it's a perfect time while reflecting on you know your favorite eps and seasons whatever to go and leave that rating and review. I think,
1: mm. and then the only thing left to do after that is take the advice you've learned today and go find love. What a beautiful, wholesome, love filled way to end season four with my
0: work relationship <laughs> person. I love you platonically. I love you also platonically, and I hope that you go out there and find that love. That is not rejected love, or whatever she said.
1: <laughs> <My> fucking hell. <laughs> this is why I need a break.
0: And I'm not going to, guys. Good luck out there.
1: Yeah, we'll see you at the next one.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sophie Cosmetica.